Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I want to welcome you to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I'm with you for this hour to answer your questions and to take your prayer requests. So Calvary Live, of course, is the program where you get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or perhaps what should be our biblical worldview on the things that we see going on all around us. And there's a lot going on all around us. So I do my best to go to the scriptures to give you clarity and understanding. We can look to God's word for truth, for comfort, for edification, to be built up, for wisdom. We're so blessed to be able to do that. So welcome to Calvary Live. And those of you who are listening and tuned in to Grace FM, Colorado. I know that you are wondering when is the sun ever going to come out, and it will eventually, but it sure has been a wet season, spring, and I think we're all ready for some sunshine and for summer to come, but the rain has been a blessing, the snow, uh, because we've gone through a season of drought. But I do want to encourage you that as we gather today, that the Lord desires to just bless us and encourage us and the weather can get us gloomy. So if you're listening on Calvary, on uh, Grace FM to Calvary Live, you're listening live on this Tuesday afternoon. You just heard the call-in number. It is 303-690-3000. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines now while it's early in the show. And uh, because sometimes when the show progresses, those lines can fill up. And we want to be able to get to everyone. So as soon as the phone calls uh, come in, we'll go to the phone lines I know that it's wet, it's dreary, um, and uh, I don't want to have that keep you from calling in or, or even uh, texting is another uh, way for you to be able to ask a question or to receive prayer, and that's a text line at 720-336-0897. So I'll be repeating those numbers throughout the program. I want to encourage you once again, get those two numbers. If you're a regular listener to Calvary Live, Get them in your contacts, and then you can just pull it up, and you can send a text, or you can call in. We like to have people call in. That is really the heart of the show, is to be able to hear your voice, to be able to have that conversation, that discussion with you, to be able to converse. Because the question that you ask maybe is a question that somebody else asks and uh, is wondering about or struggling with. And so... It's answering not only you, but many other people that are tuned in. So again, we want to welcome all of you that are listening along the front range on this rainy day from Pueblo West to Fountain to Colorado Springs on 101.7. Love you guys down there. Got so many good friends down in Southern Colorado. Love to hear from you guys. And then 89.7 up here in Northern Colorado from Castle Rock, Parker, up through the metro area and up along the Front Range, Boulder, Longmont, Fort Collins, Greeley, up into southern Wyoming, Laramie, and Cheyenne, even out into the eastern plains in the panhandle of Nebraska. Welcome. Love to hear from you guys. 
and call with your questions and your prayer requests. want to also welcome all those who are listening on the East Coast on Truth and Hope FM, those radio networks. Remember that as you listen to the radio, to Calvary Live, that it is a week delayed. So you can call today at 303-690-3000. And as you do, we'll have our conversation, and then you will listen to it next week as it will air. So we welcome you. Uh, get many uh, correspondence from the East Coast. So glad to be a part of your lives, that technology connects us all together. And also the online listeners, whether you're listening on the Grace FM app or the website, we got listeners, international listeners uh, daily that tune in from all over the world, different continents of the world, welcome. And we also just are so thrilled that we can reach you as well. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. We got all open lines that I see. Just waiting for the phone calls to come in. This is really your show. Um, This is where we get to talk. And every show kind of takes on a theme. We'll see where the Lord is going to lead us today. Uh, As I was talking about here in Colorado, it's just kind of been cloudy and gloomy. I've talked to a few people today that says that the weather's kind of getting them down, and the weather can do that. But it reminds me of uh, what we are studying in the book of Ezekiel. And we didn't get to this text. We won't this week. We will next week. But God talks about being the true shepherd. He is discussing and indicting the leaders of Judah because they were irresponsible uh, shepherds that were fleecing the flock rather than feeding the flock. And one of the responsibilities that I have is shepherding this church as the under-shepherd to the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ, is to feed the sheep, to make sure that they're being fed and cared for. And and we want to, to uh, do that consistently and regularly to feed you the Word of God. And then as he begins to tell them that God is the true shepherd, and he begins to talk about that. For thus says the Lord God, Indeed, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. This is chapter 34, verse 11 of Ezekiel. And as the shepherd seeks out his flock on the day he is among the scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered on a cloudy and dark day. So on this cloudy and dark day, know this, that you have the true shepherd You have the Good Shepherd, Jesus Christ, who desires to minister to you, encourage you. Uh, May this show be used by the Lord to do just that. And that's why we're here over the airwaves to just bless you in any way that we can. So we got a couple open lines. Let me give you those numbers again. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. So grab an open line. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about the things of the Lord. The text line 720-336. 0897. We're going to go to line one to David from Greeley. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, so I had a, a theological question for you. So okay. I, I had a friend who I was talking with that is a believer in Islam, and they, they posed a, a great question that I didn't have a good answer for, and it was, Along the lines of, okay, if we, let's just say, for example, I'm I'm in the position of God, and someone sins against me, I then look to that person and say, I cannot forgive you, 
until my son is sacrificed on your behalf. And they, they were questioning how, how can that be a good God, if that makes sense? Like, uh, why can he not forgive us without Jesus' sacrifice? And I, I didn't have a great response for that. Well, I think it's important for us to, to be able to give a clear response to that, because it, you go clear back to the beginning, to Genesis, and you remember that the Lord told uh, Adam in the garden, don't eat of that tree. If you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. So Adam sinned against God. He was disobedient, sinned against God, and now we live in a fallen creation. Um, now, as Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, that sin and death has now come into the world because of Adam. Uh, we are all descendants of Adam, and because of that, we all are born with the sin nature. Death will come to us. And as we know from Genesis chapter 3, the Lord didn't leave us without any hope. He said that I'm going to send the Messiah. That's the first promise of Messiah coming in Genesis chapter 3, verse 16. You can read it. And so as you go through the Old Testament, what God did is he set up a system for sins to be covered. It wasn't a taking away of sin, and that's what the book of Hebrews. So, uh, David, I'm kind of putting a, a lot together in just a few minutes, but the sacrifices were ones that the that was instituted by God. And there's a couple words, transference and substitution, that when that animal came to the priest, that person who sinned, would bring an animal of their flock, and they would lay their hands on that animal, and your sins were transferred to that animal, and then the priest would sacrifice that animal as a sin offering, a trespass offering, transference. But here's the thing. In the Old Testament, you had to keep bringing sacrifices when you sin. Uh, they did sacrifices to cover the sins of the nation, for the leaders, for the people, of the house of, of Israel, for the children of Israel. But it was never enough to take sin away. So the promise kept coming that Messiah, the Savior, would come. So Jesus comes, and as you read the book of Hebrews, it talks about how Jesus, he was from a superior priesthood. He would uh, be a superior sacrifice, and his sacrifice was a sacrifice God's Son to take away sin once and for all. So now we have forgiveness of sin. But before the cross, people look forward to the cross, and it was a kofar in the Hebrew, a covering of sin. Jesus is the one that came who lived a perfect life, who became the sacrifice for you and for me, the Passover lamb. And all of our sins were placed upon him, and he made atonement for our sins. So it's a wonderful thing that God didn't leave us without any hope. Because the wages of sin is death, and that's the gospel, that we sin, and sin will be judged. For you and me that come in faith to Jesus Christ, Jesus took the judgment for you and for me. So, you know, sometimes people say, well, why would God do that? Well, he's a just God, and he declared that sin will be judged. He is a holy God. Is he perfectly righteous God? And when man sinned, death came to us, and sin came to every man. But Jesus came to rescue us. That's why he's the Savior of the world, and that's the good news of the gospel. So I know that's kind of a lot, David, but that is really the gospel message that we're to give to others. Absolutely. I I think I was more struggling 
coming up or responding with the reason of why the sacrifice was needed even to begin with. But I think you hit the nail on the head in the sense that it's in God's character that he is just, that he will not just disregard it without any sort of payment. Am I understanding that right? Yeah, there there had to be a payment, which we cannot pay ourselves. There, there, there had to be redemption. And Peter comes along and he writes in his epistle that we've been redeemed, that has the meaning of purchase, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of the Lamb. All the gold and silver and money in the world couldn't redeem us. And you see, here's the thing, David. People need to understand that. there was That's why Jesus came. That's why he went to the cross, to save us from a hopeless situation. And so Paul comes along, and he writes in you know, the book of Ephesians that we were spiritually dead. We were, because we were born with that sin nature. But he, God, because of his great love, has made us alive. And I think the book of Romans, David, would be a good book for you to go through because Paul explains, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of God to salvation for all who believe. And then he begins to explain the gospel that we've all sinned. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. And then he gives the doctrine of justification. And that is that we are justified freely by his grace because of what Jesus did in going to the cross. And then he talks about sanctification after that. So it really makes things clear that there had to be a sacrifice. And and without the shedding of blood, Leviticus says, there's no remission of sin. So Jesus, the one who lived a perfect life, God in the person of Jesus Christ, came. It's incredible that he would love us enough and to go to the cross and make atonement for our sins. And that's the good news to give to them. Awesome. Thank you for that. You bet, David. Thanks for calling. Really appreciate it. Cool. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. It's really important that we make the gospel clear to people because that is not a unique question that, that David was posed by his friends or somebody that they say, why does, you know, God, why doesn't he just forgive us? You know, why did Jesus have to come and die for us? Because there had to be a sacrifice for sin. And Jesus took the penalty that you and I deserve, that is death and the wrath of of God upon himself as he died on that cross for you and for me. And, And so now as we come in faith that we are forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ, people need to understand why Jesus came. Because we all are born sinners, and the wages of sin is death. We've fallen short of the glory of God, but now we have been justified freely by his grace. So give me a call if you got any questions, um, 303-690-3000, and the text line 720-336-0897. we got a couple open lines. In the meantime, we're going to go to Marcus in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hi, Marcus. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live. Great, great. I just had a quick question uh, regarding the Trinity. How would you best explain that to someone? <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that we can't fully understand because he's an infinite God. So what I do is, like, for example, in Isaiah, 
And you read those chapters in Isaiah. Uh, I'll read one of them to you. That Isaiah claims, as the Lord is speaking, and he writes, that the Lord says that I am one. There's no other God beside me. So there's one God. There's no other gods. So as that is declared, um, then we know that um, there's only one God. Uh, He says, I am he, I am the first, I am the last. Uh, He goes on to say, um, and, you know, as he's talking in chapters, in that area of chapter 45, 46, he says, I am the Lord, there is none other. Um, I'm from everlasting to everlasting. So the Bible's very clear that there's only one God. And so we know that. And that was the great declaration of the Lord, that I am truly the Lord. I'm the creator of heaven and earth. There's no other gods beside me. That's uh, a truth that is declared through the prophets and through the the writings of the Old Testament. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so there's one God. There's no other from everlasting to everlasting. Well, then when you go into the New Testament, you start seeing Jesus declaring to be God. And he declared divinity and deity very clearly. Um, he made that statement of deity. Matter of fact, I was just reading, uh, somebody was asking, did Jesus declare deity when he said before Abraham was, I am in John chapter 8. The religious right. leaders knew exactly what he was talking about, that he was saying, using the name of God, clear back in the book of Moses, where God said to Moses at the burning bush that I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses asked him, what is your name that I can tell the children of Israel? He said, I am that I am. You tell them I am has sent you. So they knew that Jesus was claiming to be the I am. And we know that Jesus accepted worship, uh, which only is for God. He would forgive, which was only reserved for God. Remember the religious leaders when they dropped that guy through the roof and Jesus said, that your sins are forgiven. And the religious leaders gasped and said, who can forgive sins but God? And they were right in that. But they were wrong not knowing that Jesus is God in the person of Jesus Christ. So the Bible talks about the Trinity and also given those the attributes of God to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a force. Um, sometimes I hear teachings, they Kind of like Holy Spirit is a force, like the Star Wars mentality, the force be with you. The Holy Spirit has a personality, has a will, um, and he has those personal qualities. And the Holy Spirit is called God. So there's one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I think that it's hard to explain that. It's hard for us to understand that fully because we have finite minds. But there is one God. In three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three are God, all three are equal. And, of course, Paul comes along in Philippians chapter 2 and says that Jesus, who did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, humbled himself and uh, became a man, and not only a man, but a servant who was obedient to the death on the cross. So we can make those analogies. I, you know, I read to you from Isaiah that, you know, he, I am the first, I am the last. Well, Jesus comes along, and what does he say? What is it told of him in the book of Revelation, that he's the first and he's the last? So you can make those correlations in um, that he's the Son of God, God in the person of Jesus Christ. 
He declares the Father, and then the Holy Spirit, Jesus said, I'm going to leave you. I'm going to send another. That word means another, the same kind. And God lives okay. in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And that's the way I like to explain it, because they have different roles. You know, the, the Son glorified the Father. The Holy Spirit points to the Son. But they're all equal, one God and three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Did I lose you there, Pastor? Nope, I'm here. Okay, good. You cut out for a second. I just want to make sure I didn't lose the connection. No, no you're good. Hopefully you heard all that. Yep, I, I think I did. Thank you very much. It's always been, I believe it, but come time to explain it, you're like, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. Try like to explain you said, it. Um, he's infinite and we're finite. Yeah, try to explain it to kids. Sometimes it's hard. And people try to explain it by using the analogy of an egg. You got the shell, you got the, the white, you got the yolk. Uh, it's all one egg, but but they're not equal. They're you know the, one God and three persons, all equal. You know, the Bible declares it. I I accept it, and you know there are those who come along then and they deny the Trinity because they say the Trinity is not that word's not in the bible well you know the word bible's not in the bible we believe the bible um and that's what the bible clearly teaches so i like to go over those verses you can kind of go over it and for people to understand that there's the father the son the holy spirit all god one god in three persons and you can share with them those verses that jesus is divine he's deity and the you know the the things that show us that Jesus is God and same with the Holy Spirit. You know, the book of Acts, uh, that when Ananias and Sapphira were, um, ended up being, you know, um, fell over dead because they lied that Peter said that you lied to the Holy Spirit and you lied to God. So he equates the Holy Spirit to God, all those different verses that will help them. Okay. Well, All right. Thank you very much, Pastor Jeff. Appreciate it. You, you bet, Marcus. God bless you guys out there on the East Coast. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303 One of the other questions that gets asked is, do we see the Trinity mentioned in the Old Testament? I think we see it in Genesis chapter 1 when God said, let us make man in our image. Even the first verse, in the beginning, God, Elohim, plural, um, and it's not that there's a plurality of gods, but speaking of the Trinity and, um, and you know, Isaiah in chapter 6, as we see, as God said, who will go for us? Uh, as Isaiah is called a ministry, and Isaiah said, I will. Speaking of the Trinity. So we see the Trinity mentioned, and we see those qualities in the Isaiah that he's the first and the last God. He's the one that will bring the reward in his hand. You can go to the New Testament, other, other qualities as well. He's the Savior of the world, and it speaks of Jesus. And, of course, we know that, uh, that it points to Jesus, it speaks of Jesus, the God-man who came and died for you and for me. So good question. Sometimes not always easy to explain, but that's what the Bible declares. So we got, a, uh, I believe, open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Love for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request, but we're going to continue with phone lines. So grab an open line. 
got plenty of time in the show and love to just be able to to uh, talk with you about things that you've been wondering about and perhaps other people are wondering as well. They're probably wondering, how do I explain the Trinity? Let's go to Lori in Baltimore on line one. Hi, Lori. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Um, I good. just had a question. I had a question because I'm sharing the gospel. I'm sorry, it's my dog. Well, I'm sharing the gospel with a Jewish man, and um, I'm talk- I was reading to him today in Joshua chapter 3, the crossing over of the Jordan, and it says Joshua tells them to sanctify themselves. Now, I know kind of sort of what it means for us to be sanctified by Jesus, but what did it mean then when Joshua said to them, sanctify yourselves? I mean, how, how did they do that? Well, how did they follow they- that? instruction yeah and i'm trying to get over there right now and i'm just kind of going by memory (laughs) oh you know i love my pets too so um but he said sanctify yourselves and they're going to cross over into the um jordan river and i believe that as they would cross over taking the ark of the covenant Sanctifying, you know what sanctification means for us, right? Are you there, Lori? Yes, I'm here, and yes, I think I do. I mean, but I thought that Jesus sanctified us. He does. He sanctifies us, but that word sanctification means to be set apart. So they've been out in the wilderness for 40 years because of their disobedience, and now a new generation is going to go in. So they're going to go in, and they're going to take the land that God had promised to them. And as they go in in chapter 3, that he rose up, and he and they're told to, to sanctify yourself. The Levites are going to take the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is, is um, you know, where the presence of God was, and the Jordan River is going to, to, um, to, um, to split. It's going to open up, and they're going to cross on dry land. They go in. They make memorials stones as a memorial for what God has done. And then in chapter 5, that they were to circumcise themselves. And I think that that kind of gives us a hint of sanctify yourselves. You're going to be set apart. You're my people, and you're going to go in, and I'm going to be with you, my presence. And that generation that was out there, that new generation in the wilderness, they had not circumcised themselves. And what the Lord was saying is before you have victory, before you defeat Jericho and all the the different tribes of the Canaanites that are in the land, you know, they're going to fight the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gershonites, the other ites that were in the land. Before you have victory, there needs to be a cutting away of the flesh. And they were in the flesh when they were out there in the wilderness, murmuring and complaining and it was the longest death march in human history, 40 years of going around Mount Sinai, coming to the border, murmuring, complaining. Now this new generation is coming in, and Joshua is saying, sanctify yourself. You're set apart now. And so we're going to go in with the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God, that we're going to set up memorial stones. So when your children ask, you know, what are those stones? You can tell them how the Lord was faithful and brought them in, and we're going to be circumcised before we go to battle, before we take the land. 
And for you and I to have real victory in our Christian lives, sanctification for us, Jesus is the one that sanctifies us. We are justified by him. He sanctifies us. But there needs to be a cutting away of the flesh to get rid of the flesh. No longer the the fleshly things, the former lusts, as Paul writes, but walking in the Spirit. And we know that the Lord was going to lead him to victory. So that's what I think of as I look at these things, okay? Perfect. Thank you so much. You bet, Lori. Thanks for calling. You hear the music. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000. So grab one of those open lines as we go for a break for about 90 seconds. We'll be right back. Let's continue to talk about the things of the Lord. Great questions that we had. 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those two numbers, how you can be a part of the program on Calvary Live. Again, welcome to the second half as uh, we've been taking some wonderful questions. You know, it really blesses me when I uh, see that people are reading the Bible and they're asking questions and Uh, Our last caller, just right before we went to break, Lori asked a very important question about sanctifying ourselves in Joshua chapter 3. And, you know, it reminds me that when Moses brought the children of Israel to the mountain of God, uh, you know, he said to them, sanctify yourselves because the Lord's going to appear to you. Has the meaning of, you know, really prepare your heart to hear from the Lord. Um, And they would sanctify themselves, put away the fleshly tendencies, and and this is what you're to do. Um, And we are sanctified by the Lord, that process. If we are justified in sanctification as we just walk in his grace and in his love. So good things to be able to talk about. Uh, We got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-3000. 0897. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. Always a blessing to be with you as uh, I am able to host the show a couple times a week and with you on this rainy day here in Colorado. Pray that you're doing well as you text. Make sure you're safe. Pray that um, that you're encouraged as we're going to be entering into summer. It will come, folks. Even though we've seen snow today in different parts of the listening area, the mountains are white right now. Uh, but uh, we are blessed to have the moisture and and looking forward to the warm weather coming and a good summer. That's my prayer for all of us. Just want to give a quick announcement, then we're going to go to the phone lines. But uh, I do want to let you know that we are meeting on Sunday mornings here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, 8, 9, 30, and 11. We're going through Matthew's Gospels, an incredible study. So come join us for that. we got children's ministry at each of those three services. We're getting ready for our uh, VBS Children's Festival, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Perhaps you've heard it advertised on my weekly radio program, Under the Fig Tree, and love for you to join us. And The kids are going to have a wonderful time uh, as Fearless Faith is the theme of it here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. We have other things going on, midweek online service. We're going through Ezekiel. We're getting into some very incredible prophecies of Ezekiel. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org, O-R-G, or Facebook Live is how you can listen to those teachings. 
And uh, I know that you'll be tremendously blessed because I believe we are living in the days of Ezekiel. And what Ezekiel wrote 2,500 years ago is for us today. And so I'd love for you to join us. Lots going on here at Calvary Chapel Greeley. Check us out on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org. And uh, you can download our app on your smartphones and tablets or our website. And love to see you come. We're easy to find. So check us out. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Misty in Greeley. Hi, Misty. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm good. What can we do for you? Well, um, I like to use prayer candles. And um, Mm -hmm. one, I came across this prayer candle with seven African spirits. It's like a Catholic candle. And I was wondering if you knew anything about it. Like, what does it mean? Because it has a lot of pictures of Jesus' life. But um, when I was researching it, I couldn't find much. Right. And, you know, I grew up in the Catholic Church, so I know that candles are part of burning and, and prayer and all of that. I've never specifically have heard of a candle with seven African spirits. But, Misty, I want to encourage you about prayer is, you know, it's the position of our hearts that's what's important. And as believers— that we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father. And, you know, I raised four kids, and my kids could come to me at any time because we had relationship. And that really is the basis of prayer, is that when they came and asked Jesus, teach us to pray, he said, pray in this manner, our Father. And, Miss Day, I want to encourage you that you just go to the Father. Um, and we don't need prayer candles uh, we don't need those other things, but it's communication with God. And he desires for us to come to him and with our hearts give our supplications, our requests, to give our thanksgiving to him and just talk with him. And as you do, you know, the Lord desires to speak to you through the word of God. And so prayer is a very special thing. And, and we're to go and and to him when we lack wisdom, James says. We're to ask, please ask, Jesus said. Um, We can go to him at any time and offer our prayers to him. So, you know, the candle things with the seven spirits, you know, that's that's something that we don't need. Uh, The Lord wants us to go directly to him. We have one mediator between God and man, that is the man, Christ Jesus. And the Lord desires to minister to you. Prayer is so important to go into your prayer closet and to pray to him, and he will hear as believers in Christ Jesus. That's that's what the Scripture tells us and shows us. And so just want to encourage you in that area. And then, you know, the Lord wants to speak to you mainly through his word, but also in that still, small voice. And, and it's so wonderful to have that relationship with Jesus Christ. I think sometimes that people use candles and things like that as a means to draw close to him or, you know, to gain approval from him, or somehow it's going to help me, you know, get his attention. Listen, Misty, you have his approval. You have his attention. And he's a father that loves you, that desires for you just to come to him, you know, as a believer, as a daughter, because you do have the spirit of adoption. Does that help? 
Yeah, it's just I sometimes have found it difficult to know even what to pray. So it's nice to have, I don't know, just recently it seems like it's been nice to have a prayer candle because at least I'm able to pray what's on the prayer candle or maybe even the picture inspires me or Mm-hmm. I don't know, because I know we're supposed to pray always, and so I guess I was yeah. struggling with that, and I thought maybe a candle might help, because, I mean, there's even place in, I think, the Old Testament where it says, keep a fire burning always, and I know yeah. we're not in the Old Testament anymore, it's just, I don't yeah. know, it's just I'm trying to get sure. closer to God, it's, I just don't. Yeah, and, and Misty, let me give you, that's why I'm kind of steering you in a direction, to read your Bible, read your Bible every day, because that is God speaking to you. And what helps me is when I pray, and you're saying you want to draw closer to him, you know, reading my Bible, I get to know him more. And as I get to know him more, I can't help but love him more. And just his incredible grace, and I understand his will more for my life. It helps me in my prayer life. And I think that's what you're really desiring, to know what his will is, to get closer to God. And the way to do that is through the Word of God and through prayer, and they kind of go together. And so I would encourage you you know, to be in a place where you're learning the Word of God. The Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And it is God speaking to you, and all of it is profitable. And and as you do pray, you, know, you can read the Psalms. I would encourage you. If, if you haven't done this, read through the Psalms, and, and David is offering praise to the Lord, and you can see the heart of David. Um, and it's so rich, and it's so good. Uh, as you read John's Gospel, and you read about Jesus, the Good Shepherd, you know, the one who's deity, who died for us, and you just you just get to know him more. As you get to know him more, seeking his wisdom, you go directly to him, and you learn that you know it's i can just go to my father just like my kids come to me or if you have kids they come to you as a parent and i can ask and i can seek and he desires for me to do that and it pleases him when we do that and i think that you'll see that that's what's going to be really to help for you is to just continue drawing close to the word and then calling out to him because you know he loves to hear from his children All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. You bet, Misty. Thanks for calling. Have a good day. You too. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. We got a couple open lines, 720-336-0897. As believers, we have the spirit of adoption. We can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden. The invitation, listen, is always to come to go to him, and he desires for us to know him. We know him through the word. We know him as we read about the Lord and how he loves us, the plan of salvation, his will for our lives, and it really helps us in our prayer life. The two really go together, and um, just want to encourage everyone in that, um, that uh, we have access to the Father, and that is through Jesus Christ who died for us. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Let's go to Larry and Pierce. Hey, Larry. Yes. That's You're me. You're on Calvary Live. Yes. Thank you. 
Um, my question is, the other day I got in on a conversation with a couple of my coworkers, and one guy was saying to the other that the reason he doesn't believe in the Bible and stuff because he thinks that Jesus was gay since he hung around with 12 guys forever. And I, I wanted to jump in, but I didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, first of all, that's about one of the silliest and dumbest things I've ever heard. Um, that Jesus was gay because they hung around 12 men, and so I don't believe in the Bible. Um, that's just a silly excuse. It holds no merit. Jesus had 12 disciples. Jesus was not gay. He was perfect. He was sinless. He had 12 disciples that would go out and, and they would walk with Jesus. Disciple means discipline one, a learner. They would learn from Jesus, and then they would take the gospel out into the world. But that's such a, a silly assumption that just because they hung out with 12 guys. You know, we have men's study here at the church. There's 30 guys that can show up. Does that mean they're gay? No. Well, I, I, it, it doesn't. I, you can have friends. Was that, um, they were, for the number of years that they were with him, that's, what he was, that's why he's thinking what he's thinking. And I, did, I just didn't know where to jump in because— I, you know, I believe the Bible, and I know Jesus wasn't gay. Right. But yeah. I don't know how to, how to approach that kind of a subject without getting my mouth, my foot stuck in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. You can say, how does that make a person gay? By, by the person they hang out with? They have good—you know, I've had, you know, friends, guys that I've known for years and years and years. We've hung out for 30 years. And um, that doesn't make you gay. So I think that the the assumption and the accusation is so silly, it's almost hard to respond to it. And um, it makes no sense. But here's the thing, Larry. When somebody says that, you can just simply say, no, he wasn't. And Jesus, and give them Jesus, why Jesus came to this world. And he had the 12 disciples that, that would, you know, follow him and begin to talk about the goodness of Jesus and why he came. And and so people, they'll come up with all kinds of silly, ridiculous things like what you just heard. But I think, you know, you're kind of stumped thinking, this is so outrageous. It really is blasphemy when you hear something like that. But to give them Jesus and give them truth and and to say, no, it's not true, that Jesus came to this world, the Son of God, to die for you, for your sins. And that's what the Bible declares, and and to just speak truth into their lives, the best you know how. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I... I, I never heard of anything like that. That, that, that I never heard of anything would... like that before in the 78 years that I've been on this earth. <laughs> I've never heard anything like that, and it yeah. just took me. Yeah, I, I understand that. We we can do the best that we can in answering questions. So, hey, thanks for calling, Larry. You bet. God bless you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. I've never heard of anything like that, but I guess it comes up, and maybe you have, and have to think about that, how to respond to that. But give them Jesus. Give them the truth. And, and um, you know, people will come up with anything it's an excuse not to believe or not to believe the Bible. And we just want to keep praying for them, and we want to keep giving them truth. 
give them Jesus is all we can do. Hey, we got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Got plenty of time for you to be able to give a call to have our conversations. In the meantime, we're going to go to Aurora. Miranda has been waiting. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Pastor Glenn. How are you? I am fine. This is Pastor Jeff. Oh, Pastor Jeff. I'm so sorry. I, I'm hey, terrible with names. I, I hear you, your voice literally <laughs> every night on my way home. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> you um, don't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm glad you called. Thank you. Um, yes, Pastor. I just I had a prayer request. It's just been on my heart lately, and I just want to ask God to just kind of guide me and speak to my spirit in ways that I can help serve His kingdom in ways that I can serve His people. Right. So let me ask you a couple questions, then I'm going to try to encourage you. Um, are you going to a church? Um, I haven't been since COVID, um, but yes, okay. I, I do attend Calvary and Aurora. Yeah. I tell you what, that is a wonderful church. It's a great staff down there. And as you go there, you have a place where you have opportunity to serve, and then they're going to encourage you in that. They're going to help you in that. So that's the first thing that I want to ask you. But Miranda, as the Lord's laying these things on your heart, that as you go to him and say, Lord, I want to serve you, he desires to use you. He desires to use all of us and to show you the spiritual gifts that he's given to you, how you can function in the church. And I, I think it's a wonderful thing to serve him. There's there's all kinds of ways to serve the Lord, but he has a ministry for you that's very important that only you can do. And as you just keep seeking the Lord, he's going to guide you. And he promises as we go to him that as we wait on him, that he will speak to us. You'll hear from him saying, this is a voice Go to the um, that will be heard behind you saying, this is the way. Go to the right, go to the left. He's going to get you there, and he's going to prepare you as well. So to serve him, be prepared, keep growing in the Word of God, be in fellowship, look for those opportunities, and you know, begin to recognize your spiritual gifts. If it's in teaching, maybe it might be in teaching children's ministry. Is it in serving? It might be serving in special ways, service, in ushering, cleaning, setting things up. You know, um, Is it in administration? Is it in different areas of service? But I'll tell you this, that the Lord will guide you and he wants to use you. And as you do, he will speak to you, a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And it's a wonderful thing. So you're in a good place where I think that you're going to be encouraged in that by the staff at Calvary Aurora or Calvary Church in Aurora. And you'll be blessed and be in fellowship if you can. I know the pandemics, people are still trying to be careful and all that. But I also know that we need to be in fellowship as well. Yes, it is. It's definitely very important. My mom and I um, just, you know, she's in that high risk category. And, you know, I'm not yeah. scared of it, of course, trusting in the Lord because sure. he's always provided. So, you know, I know he'll continue to take care of us and his will will be done. So that's, yeah. you know, and but and, <clears throat> I just, it's really been is, on my heart. So I just, you know, I just, and it's funny that the first thing you said was children's ministry because on my way home, I, I, 
I was like, was that just my own thoughts telling me children's ministry? Is that God speaking <laughs> yeah. to me and, yeah. you know, telling me about children's ministry? I worked in child care years ago, and now I'm in customer service, yeah. but that's just yeah. kind of ironic, and, I guess, if that we yeah. said would and be the word to <laughs> I was talking to some of the pastors we had at breakfast a few weeks ago, and one of the common themes was is people are starting to come back, but um, laborers in the church have been lacking, and they have been a little bit. And I think that, um, you know, uh, one of the great ministries, at least here, that I've been pressing is ministry to the children. And Mm -hmm. if you ask most pastors uh, of any church, they will say the one place where they lack is children's ministry and nursery. And I never put the pressure on the people to do children's ministry. I want God to call them and to anoint them and to help them, you know, um, to direct them. Um, But children's ministry is such a privilege to minister to those kids. And especially, Miranda, in the day in which we're in, because our kids and our young people are being pulled away from the Lord. And they're being told there is no God. And they're being told that God didn't create them, that they're a product of a monkey. And we have opportunity for one hour, one hour a week or even once a month or on a rotation to be able to minister the love of Jesus Christ to them or be a helper or just serve in that way. And it's such a privilege. And we've gone over Matthew, and we have seen where the parents were bringing the children to Jesus and the disciples tried to keep them from doing that. And there was one time in the gospels where we see that Jesus was greatly displeased with the disciples. He wasn't displeased when they didn't understand a teaching. They, he wasn't displeased with them when they were arguing who's going to be the greatest, but this did when they were trying to keep the children from coming to Jesus. And he places a high value on children and ministry to children. And we see that clearly, particularly in Matthew's narrative. It is such a privilege. It is needed. I think that there should be a waiting list for people to minister to children, but yet it's lacking. And it is such a blessing to be able to help them and minister to them and love them and care for them. So, you know, I'm not trying to push you in that area, but I'll tell you what, it is a tremendous blessing to them and it will be a tremendous blessing to you if the Lord's leading you. So, you know, you might talk to somebody in their children's ministry in that area. Okay. I mean, I've I've never taught anything in regards to ministry at all. Um, the most I've, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I talk to my friends and, yeah. and stuff in that nature, but never in a, a, a ministering aspect. Yeah. So it's a little and scary, but if that's it is. where God wants me, then... You know, I want God to use me how he wants to. Yeah, exactly. And it's just saying, Lord, wherever you want me, because here's the thing. He calls you, and then he'll equip you. Yeah. The world says, we got to train you, and then you can go find a job. The Lord, he'll call you. When I was called to ministry, I stuttered and stammered my way. You know, I thought God could never use me in teaching, but it's a gift of him enabling you. And the staff there is going to help you. They're going to encourage you. They're going to direct you. They're going to help you. And just, you know, in that area, if that's something you're interested in. So I would encourage you to talk to the staff, children's ministry leaders, because they got a great staff there that will encourage you 
in that area if that's where the Lord is leading you and speaking to you about. And I think you'll find it to be very helpful. I will do that, and I agree. I actually, I got out of child care just because sometimes, I mean, you know, the things that kids are learning at home, I just, I couldn't take some of the behavior of some of the children, and, you know, I couldn't blame them, but, so I got out of child care, but working in customer service, you just deal with big kids, so it's really no difference. Yeah, Yeah, it is. But yeah, I feel like, you know. You'll be blessed. Okay. That's God. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah, let me pray with you. Father, I pray for Miranda. I just pray as she's speaking and and just has a heart to serve and and been going through the pandemic, but she's desiring to get back into fellowship, uh, to serve in a wonderful church, that you would just guide her and direct her. And as she talks to the staff, as she talks to the pastors there, that, Lord, that you continue to speak to her or whatever area you have, because you promise as we go to you, and as we wait on you, that, Lord, that you will speak to us, being a voice saying, this is the way you walk in it, that you would gift her, and she would understand her spiritual gifting, and, Lord, that you would just fill her heart with joy as we serve you. And I pray that you would just do that work in her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All Thank right. you, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Okay. And follow up. Right. Let me know how it goes. Yes. Okay. I will. All right. Thank you Absolutely. so much. And God bless you. Yes. You know, um, serving the Lord. And one of the things, we just got a few minutes left in the show, that one of the things about right now, what we're seeing in the churches is that people are starting to come back, but there's opportunity to serve the Lord. And I just want to take a few minutes. I just feel like the Lord is leading me uh to just kind of encourage you to serve the Lord and and whatever area he has you. It may not be children's ministry. It may not be nursery. But uh, one of the things that I desire to see people be used in practical ways, um, in service, um, in, you know, making meals for people, and just encouraging people and setting up things. You know, we have events here at Calvary Chapel. We're asking people, are you willing to set up things? And those ministries are very, very important. But I do want to encourage you to just really seek the Lord because he wants to use you. And when I first became a Christian, I thought, well, I could never be used to the Lord. He couldn't use somebody like me. And I was wrong. And if the Lord can use me, he can use anyone. And I think one of the reasons he has me pastoring this church is to be a testimony that if he can use me, um, that he can use anybody and he wants to use you. And one of the things that you will find that as you serve the Lord, because we're motivated for love for him, Paul would say in Second Corinthians chapter 5, that it's the love of Christ that motivates us. And as you serve the Lord, you're going to find such great joy in serving him. And you're going to see that you're going to be tremendously blessed as you're edifying and encouraging others. And that's what the body of Christ is to be about. And I want to read to you from Ephesians um, as Paul is writing about that very thing. And I just, again, want to encourage you that um, the Lord is looking for laborers to go out into the field. He, he would say, pray for laborers to go out into the harvest, for the harvest is plentiful. Not that it's going to be plentiful, but the harvest is plentiful right now. And as we know that the Lord um, is 
one that desires to use us. He said he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. Uh, speaking of maturity, listen, that we come in fellowship in the body of Christ and for the equipping of the saints. He's called me to be a pastor teacher and also to help you equip you for the work of the ministry and for the edifying the body of Christ. And as we are serving with those spiritual gifts, it is for the benefit of the body of Christ, edifying of the body of Christ, and serving others. And what a tremendous privilege that it is to serve others, to really just humble ourselves and serve him and look to him and allow him to just to gift you and enable you and empower you. And as you do, you know, it's the work of the spirit, not of the flesh. And what has begun in the spirit, don't try to perfect in the flesh. And so I want to encourage you in that because laborers are needed. The harvest is plentiful, folks. The harvest is plentiful. Pray for laborers to go out into the harvest. So, Father, I pray as we end right now the show, and I know we didn't get to everybody, but we had such a great show. Speak to us how we might be used in the kingdom of God. Occupy till I come is what Jesus said. We want to be used in the days in which we're in. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Had a great show. Thank you, everybody who's called in. Calvary Live will be back the same time tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great evening. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.